ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. It's time for a new semester of home. <laughs> oh, damn. I didn't know what you were doing with I, that one. I saw you start to say some things that along the lines of, I thought you were about to say homework with friends with me. That might be our first failed intro. Ah, we've had some pretty bad ones. Hey. All right, ready? Let's start again. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. It's time for another semester of Friends. And we understand if it's your last step. Wow, you blew that out. That mic is blown out. That mic is hot. Um, <laughs> Sorry, guys. Wow. Anybody uh, who has to listen to that. Yikes, we might tone that one down in post, but as we said in the intro, welcome to Homework with Friends, the homework where two friends, I'm Logan, I'm Dalton, assign each other homework each week to comedic result. Also, uh, come for the homework, stay for the friends. Come for the... Oh, sorry. I just little... wanted to turn the brightness up. Well, technical difficulties. We're in the middle of winter. The middle of winter, it's dark. It's dark, here. it's chilly. We gotta turn up the brightness on our laptop just to know how it's going, but hey, Thanks for stopping in today. This could be an episode that I, I, I know we say that sometimes legitimately could be some people's first. Cause, yeah, maybe. Because we're using two things here that people search a lot. Oh, you're right. We're could using be people's first. IQ tests, personality tests. So we got to do Logan's classic breakdown of section by section. <laughs> well, it's also a good thing to do for the beginning of the semester. <laughs> but uh, this is episode canonically 31. 31. Uh, wow. We've been at it. Episode 31, but... We've put out more. More than that, yeah. We put out 36 weeks of content, but episode 31, who's counting? Wowza. Um, we're going to be spending the next few minutes just bullshitting, um, but if you're in it, just to get down to the homework, skip around a minute 20, it'll start there. Uh, what mm-hmm, we do is mm-hmm. Dalton and I will both go over our homework, and then we will grade each other at the end to decide who is the head of the class and who is... The dunce. The big old dunce, who then receives a dunce punishment going in to the following week. I believe I am currently the reigning head of the class. Are you? Yeah, you are. Based on the Christmas extravaganza episode. That was a fucking racket. My dude. own brother voted me <laughs> head of the class, so uh, I definitely wear that one with pride. Um, but other than that, we had a little mini episode last week. Yeah. Kind of outlining what was going on, kicking people back into gear for the homework. Just in case they forgot about it. Just in case you forgot about us, baby. It's been about a month since we've done homework, Dalton. Ah, it's been so nice. It's been pretty great. It's been so it's nice. It's legitimately been our winter break. From it was really cool. Doing this thing we do for fun, but turns out to be a little bit stressful every week as we try to pull it all together. The weeks get quicker. The weeks get quicker. We get busier. Things happen we're very busy people if you want to hear some of our new year's resolutions for the show and for ourselves listen to that episode from Mm -hmm. last week Mm -hmm. so we're not going to spend too much time on that right now no we're gonna go back into classic rapport building classic rapport building classic rapport you know episode 31 that's when we should start working out the dynamic (laughs) (laughs) um but uh we we've both undergone something this past week a revelation we didn't really have on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's a little challenge we're doing. A bit of a challenge. We're kind of, I feel like <clears throat> we got to do this, word this properly. Popular, popular, popularized. I'm falling apart. We got to uh, word well. this properly. 
Yeah. Oh, because okay. if not, I, I don't want it to be like there's a, there's another couple popular podcasters who have done this as like a challenge. Yes, yes, yes. We're not stealing this from them. This is a separate thing. Yeah, yeah. And the idea itself, I think, is pretty <clears throat> commonplace. But yeah. we are not drinking for the month of January. Doing sober January. Not one little drip. Yeah. And every, I feel like every month has its little sober contingent of people who are like, I'm going to be sober this yeah. month. I know sober October. <laughs> yeah. That's... Sober November. Or no drink November. No drink November. Dry December. <laughs> Dry December. I don't know. That sounds like an awful one to do. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't want to do that one. But post New Year's, uh, post just the holidays, you know, you, once you get above the age of 21, mm-hmm. a little bit before that for some of us. You just probably start, for most of us. <laughs> <laughs> you start drinking so much. You do. And, uh, I think it's, it was really the, hol- like, the holidays being at home is what did me in because i drank like every single day and just ate like a pig man i was just like about as gluttonous as you can get just napping all the time and yeah so that's what did me in yeah, coming you... back after that I, I hadn't been working out for a month like we talked about the last podcast you felt a tubby huh uh i did i'd been drinking a ton and even like the couple weeks before that we were drinking a lot just with all the holiday obligations yeah. happening and people coming into town. And then right when we get back, we got New Year's. New Year's did me in pretty bad. Leading up to New Year's. I, I guess thought we were happened. having a chill New Year's, but we did not. We didn't. Shouts out to podcast guests Mike and Chelsea for having a raging New Year's party. Completely raging New Year's party. Got out of hand. Got out of hand. I almost got hit by a car. You did? That's pretty. Do I talk about that on the last podcast? I don't know. You want to talk about it now? Yeah, people probably listen to this one more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was coming back from that New Year's party. This kind of spurred the idea of getting dry. Yeah, is that what I did saw it the for whole you? life flash before my eyes. <laughs> well, no, I was walking back. I had a PBR in my pocket. I was very excited to get home and drink yeah. my little ass PBR. <laughs> did you drink it when you got home? Oh yeah, <laughs> I sure did. But uh, I was crossing the street not too far away from our apartment, and just boom, whiz bang! This car is turning left at this big intersection, stops just short, and ends up like hitting my knuckle mm-hmm. as I'm crossing the street. I didn't know. What to do? Cover your ears, kids, if you're listening. I just looked at the guy dead in the eyes and just went, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) And just, like, looked at him, and he's like, ooh! And I, like, walked away, and it took me, like, a block and a half, and I kind of started shaking a little bit, just because it was was so, like, it was about to take me out, dude. Yeah. And um, if you're listening... I don't think you would have died. I wouldn't have died, but I don't have health insurance right now. Yeah. I would have gotten fucked. That would have sucked. That's what I was really thinking about. I was like, oh my God, that's about to cost so much money. Yeah. I do not have. And hey, if you're listening, government, whatever. (laughs) I'm not insured. What are you going to do about it? Do something. Give me in more debt. Please. (laughs) Do it. Find a way. Find a way to make me pay more money to you. Yeah, I don't care. But uh, I'm just a statistic. But... um, but anyway, I, I got back here, and I ended up writing, like, a kind of drunken diary post, basically. Like, uh, New Year's coming, what am I going to do? Sipping that PBR, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to dry out January, I think. It's It's been nice. It has been really nice. Yeah, not that we have kept daily logs, but I, I feel like both of us have woken up every day going like, oh... This is what this feels like? This is how you're supposed to feel. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, people out there listening, going, oh, down the Logan, they're alcoholics, blah, blah, blah. You guys only listen to us when we're drinking. Yeah, you guys love us the most when we're drinking. So <laughs> you're part of the problem. But it's not just that. I mean, like, I, we drink pretty much probably above 50% of our records. But outside of that, it's probably like 
drinking slash going out and drinking like two to three times ish a week. Yeah, but it it's just like it adds up. It's yeah, no. So yeah. it becomes like your whole week. You're either drunk or hungover. It's like a whole like a whole week a month. Yeah, total of being like drinking that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like there's the day after where you don't feel so good. Um, maybe you feel a little too good. Then you're just functioning. That's not that great yeah. either. You're a little foggy. That we're we're still we still feel crappy the next day is a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay, I still feel okay. I, being hungover is okay because it means I'm not dependent on this. Yeah, but outside of that, don't don't worry about us in that regard, you guys. Really, this is just a matter of kind of pressing the reset button. I feel like if you're out there and you're between the ages of like 23 to 30 ish, you're probably feeling the same way. Yeah, if you keep a social circle and you you go out and get drinks or go to watch games, do stuff, go mm-hmm. to parties. God damn, does that just it takes a toll? It does, and I think that a lot of our viewers uh, <laughs> might not be in like a bigger city, yeah, because uh, our key demographic is that old Cleveland, exactly, all in Cleveland. Um, which I mean, it's still a city. I'm not saying you guys don't have fun. Mm-hmm. I love Cleveland, <laughs> but it, like, it, it, it just like I, the people drink so much more here that it's like yeah. pretty normal for people our age to go out three nights a week well and we talked about this before too you go on a date boom it's probably a couple drinks yeah we're both single we go on dates and like that's instantly like drinks drinks probably drinks and those are jeff those are the times where you're not drinking to get drunk but like you're going to a bar which is a lot more expensive than getting a six-pack and sitting yeah. around at home with a buddy or something uh you got one or two groups of friends boom yeah one or two nights there you're drinking one independently you out, yeah you like that one one group of friends wants to do something on thursday night you go out with them Another group of friends wants to do something on Saturday. You go out with them. Boom, I got my brother in town. Ooh, Your brother's in town. Consider a friend, yeah. but he's also family. Not really part of my other friend groups. Boom, there we go. He gets free on a random day, wants to drink. Yeah. It, not going to not. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like you just get so used to saying yes to everybody that you're drinking all yeah. the time. Yeah, and I don't know. Hopefully, this doesn't sound like a humble brag. I hope it sounds more sad. <laughs> but it's like once you have all those in a row between just like I would assume typical life yeah. for people um it just ends up doubling it's like we have a multiplier multiplier on all our shit plus yeah. we work at regular hours mm-hmm. we work at this, this gosh darned coffee shop you know <laughs> since we're little barista boys yeah we're, we're all over the place so you know what guys that's just to say if you want to join us yeah in a, a dry january we will keep you guys updated on it um I think we're honest enough to where if we if one of us or both of us breaks it, we'll we'll tell you guys. Yeah, I'll let you, Adam, it's only for me essentially. Yeah. This really isn't a group effort. There's no workout or diet associated with it. No. But I've uh, been back to working out. It's, it's well, I've been boys. working out too. But there's yeah. no specific like I yeah, gotta yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. this every day. Or we're in a competition. But I think that we maybe we decided on this. Maybe we did it that we'll come back strong with like a drunken pod after the month. Yeah, we're thinking about yeah the first pot of february maybe blown out <laughs> maybe we crack our first drinks on the pot yeah yeah i think that'd be best yeah so uh get get ready for that drum roll uh don we got a couple emails couple emails let's hear them before we start guys <laughs> let's crack a cold one like i always say i have no way to know if we have emails That's or true, not you don't i don't i don't know the the password in this <laughs> you never will uh, in this, I'm drinking a cold, frosty Arnold Palmer with a bunch of vodka in it. Shut up, man. They don't got to know. If you want to sponsor our sobriety, <laughs> you can Venmo I... us drinks for Dalton Likes Mountain Dew. And chocolate milk. 
Don't, and I like uh, those fizzy, sparkly waters that you get at like a CVS or Walgreens. Yeah, so like not Lacroix. Unlike the the alcohol sponsoring, you really only need to send me two bucks, and I can get like a a quart of chocolate milk. Yeah. Oh, we should have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. Sponsor us for groceries. It's <laughs> twenty bucks a week. <laughs> twenty bucks a week, I can get everything I need. Uh, so this one is from executive producer Drew Porter. Uh, he says, hey, fellas, just listen to the new ep. Thanks for the shout out. Before you air the episode, <laughs> this is for this week's episode. <laughs> he said this six days ago. <laughs> it was so smart, too. <laughs> you should post some websites or resources where listeners can do their own Myers-Briggs or no. test. Um, that way they can have a baseline comparison of their own <laughs> metrics when you present yours during the episode, it'll also be a good way to get people active on social media. Don likes to call listeners dummies. Now he can prove who's smarter. Keep it up, dudes. <laughs> Drew, as always, you're a genius. This should be your show. <laughs> and you should be running it. We uh, wish it. you were in town to make shit like this happen. <laughs> but you're not. But you're not, and we didn't do that. But those are all things that are really great ideas. I literally <laughs> just remembered today that we had this email. <laughs> Um. So, uh, new 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 Year's resolution. I'm gonna read the email again. Uh, they 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 trickled out for a while. All right. Well, you know. But good looking out, Drew. And you're right. Uh, we'll Maybe prove, next week. <laughs> we'll prove who's smarter. Clearly, you are on that list. Uh, next one's for my mom. Your mom, Katina Woods. Let's hear it. I don't know why she uses her maiden name in her email. That... Well, uh, gotta keep up. Gotta mom. make sure. <laughs> I don't know who she's sending emails to. She got to act single sometimes. I'm just kidding. Um, like the New Year's resolutions, both of you. What, what is this? Oh, this is a homework idea. We can maybe okay. we can get yeah. into this. This is she says. Uh, both of you do do the background of a motivate. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Both of us do a background like profile on a motivational speaker, then do mm. a three to five minute motivational talk. Oh, oh, look at that, mama. And then she even says, and That's this is good. a shout out to another super fan, says, maybe have super fan Robbie decide the head of the class. <laughs> Just a thought. Hey, that's good. Ah, she's, if, she's, if we're doing it, she's deciding the head of the class. We'll put Robbie versus my mom. Oh. Ooh, Clash of the Titans. Or we'll just get like three, we could get three super fans away. Ah, that's, too, that's a lot of work. Ah, that's that's like we're getting to Shark Tank territory yeah. right there. It's a lot to manage. But um, mom, as always, love you and thank you for the email. Uh, if you want to email us your ideas for homework, thoughts, uh, corrections on episodes, mm-hmm. uh, homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. Homeworkwithfriends@gmail.com. Send a quick email. Make sure it works. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's the pod. I hate you guys. See you guys later. <laughs> I'm, I'm turning it on. Y'all dummies. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, isn't it? It's kind of fun, but I feel bad immediately. I don't. I'm an empath. Oh, you are. I feel too much. I feel too little. Um, Before we get into our homework today, and I'm assuming part of it will be within our homework, so if if we're diving into overlap, do stop, but do you have much experience with IQ tests or personality tests or anything? Not IQ testing. Um, I would assume that a lot of people have experience with personality testing. Maybe that's just like... Well, something me and my friends did, but like I remember Myers Briggs was a huge thing when I was in high uh-huh. school. Everybody was doing it and talking about it, um, and then it just continued. I think I think it's pretty popular. Yeah, but IQ testing. I don't think I've ever done one. I don't think I know anything about them. 
Mm -hmm. I think we talked about this last week. I know there's like a lot of room for error on them. I don't think they're super accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll learn about that for sure. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I've never really had like teachers or professors or anything who talk about them or have you do them or anything like that. I don't know why you would. Yeah, they're pretty goofy. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I never took one growing up either. But I did. T- I did. I think you're right. I think you're right, the, right on the nose there. Personality tests. People love those things. They are. They're really cool. They're um, fun. I, I think everybody likes reading about themselves. Yeah, I think it's probably people's number one topic yeah. to read about. <laughs> you mean to tell me a test that tells me exactly how I am, and there's a section where I can filter out good qualities? Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. I want to read that. It. I actually prefer to read the bad qualities. I think they're hilarious. The bad qualities are really funny, especially when you know about them it is always nice to feel justified in your bad i I, it's nice to feel justified in my bad qualities like when you read when i was reading the stuff today and i'll talk about it a little bit like some of the crappier stuff that i do it's nice to have somebody put put it on paper and go like well it's it's so it's it's how you understand people so you do these things yeah or how you try to understand people you know yeah stuff like that makes you feel like oh i guess i'm not just a dickhead no, yeah, because you'd be insane. Like, there'd be no, there's no way you can accurately read someone else's perception of you. Like, you can only, yeah. a personality test can only ever give you your self perception because mm-hmm. it's you answering it. Yeah. Right? Unless you, like, really don't know what the fuck's going on with the test. <laughs> Which some do that. Some mm-hmm. are very, like, obtuse and, like, strange or whatever. But ultimately, like, you're never not the one giving the answers. Yeah, it is. It's hard. I, I used to hate and, uh, like, and talking to people about these tests when you could see them answer for what they wanted to be on them, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you have to, you have to try and be as objective as possible and like really dig deep and be like, okay, no, I don't care that much about people's emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And just be okay with saying that. I always like the ones. So to that topic, when Mm -hmm. they're, when you're talking about the ones that are like somewhat disagree, some would agree. I'm like, get the fucking somewhat's out of here. Agree. Disagree. Like no neutrals. Because then eventually, like you're just throwing the test out. I think neutrals are like necessary. I don't have a, I don't have yeah. a strong because opinion. there there are definitely the, you get the questions on there that I I don't at all have a strong like I just couldn't even yeah. tell you what I yeah think like about should it. World War Two should have happened I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know huh. I'm neutral yeah neutral on that one <laughs> neutral I think it just what happens happens the Vietnam you know. conflict I don't know. <laughs> All about wars. Yeah, basically. You're just super confused about wars. Desert Storm. Do you know what a war is? That is when mommy and daddy love each other very much. (laughs) (laughs) But then they don't want to live together anymore. That's what feels like a war every day. Feels like a war. Ooh, that was your little emo song growing up. Don't use a heavy little band. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like a war every day. There was no war. When mommy and daddy went away. I was all mommy, baby. Yeah. All mommy. Ooh, I don't know about that one. That was my baby. All mommy. All mommy. Hey, we're all mommy. What's up? We're all mommy. Oh, boy. We just turned into a morning radio show for a second. We're having fun here on K102 Homework with Friends. We got Dalton on the mic. Dalton. What? How's it going, man? It's homework time. We're having fun. <laughs> I'm keeper of the time. 20, ooh, 2019, Dalton's keeping the time. I've, I've been I've been starting to be keeper of the time well before this. Yeah, you're a good keeper of the time. Yeah. Sometimes I lose track of the time. Because you get, what? No, you don't. No, I do pretty good. It's right in front of our faces. Yeah, it's right there. We You guys can't see it, but we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 
That's minute 20. All right, we're exactly on minute 20. If you're listening to this, it's probably a little bit, you know, before that, but whatever. Ready to dive into some homework? I'm ready to do it. You know what? I'm ahead of the class. You know what? I'm going to exercise my right. Okay. Class is canceled today, baby. <laughs> We're not doing ding, homework. Ding, no homework. Psych. <laughs> go, go ahead. Turn the podcast off. Live your life. Uh, no, I'm going first. Okay, go. I'm going first. And, do um, it. And Nobody's stopping uh, you. I wanted you to go first. Looking here for uh, to start off with my homework. How are you not prepared? Okay. You've been playing on your laptop this whole time. I'm not playing on my laptop the whole time. I'm playing. <laughs> I'm on CoolMathForKids.com playing Lemonade Stand <laughs> to prove if I'm a genius or not. Uh, well, okay. My homework, guys, is IQ tests. Uh, to give a little rundown of them and uh, go even further and see if I could take a couple, see where I land. Mm-hmm. Um, just give the, a comprehensive overview of IQ tests, both history and kind of what they are. Yeah. And you're ready for it, Dalt? Ready for it. It was best put by Albert Einstein when he said, Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Oh. Hmm? Mm. Whoa. Yeah. That's that's some knowledge. Yeah, that's thank you. That's some real shit right uh, there. Thank you. Put that on a post. I didn't say it. It was, it was, it was Albert. Somebody should put that in a rap. Yeah, well, well no. Okay. But anyway, so all that to say... Take all this information with a glacial-sized mm-hmm. grain of salt. Because, here's the deal. We don't really know what makes somebody smart or not. No. I, I might be a genius at... What? What do you think you're a genius oh, at? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm currently a genius at... Oh, gosh. This got a little existential. Um, I think I'm kind of dumb right now. Okay, you just made me dumb. I don't know. You just asked me what I was a genius at. I don't. You even started know. the sentence. Well, you said, "What are you a genius at?" Currently? You said, "I might be a genius at," and I said, "What?" Oh, oh, I was gonna fill in the blank. I might be. A, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, "You might be a genius at rowboating." Rowboating. Um, you might be a genius at fishing. <laughs> Okay. Are all your things water based? Waiting in the water. (laughs) (laughs) You got water on the brain, dude. I know, man. Get me back on that lake. (laughs) I'll just say. Yeah, we broke Logan. Hey, yo. <laughs> I'm getting a big dummy. Why are you it? switching to the iPad? I'm switching to the iPad. I like the iPad better for my notes. <laughs> are you just, did you not have enough stuff? Or are you just buying time? No, I have a ton of stuff. I have too, I'm being irresponsible right now with my time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's just break this down real quick. Um, IQ tests, man, they're dumb. God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up my app. <laughs> oh, it's not syncing. Oh, wait. Whoa. (laughs) Okay, so an IQ test at its very base level Mm -hmm. is to give somebody an idea of where their intelligence ranks amongst a group of their peers, essentially. Meaning that in America, we would be judged on a different bell curve than, say, like England or whatever. Mm -hmm. Another civilized country, but just different IQ sets, different frames of reference and stuff like that. Yeah. So a genius in America doesn't necessarily always mean a genius in another culture or something. So Got take it. that as the first asterisk on everything. In addition to that, 100 is the number for an IQ's average line, meaning that if you 
took 100 people, the average of them would come out to 100. Mm-hmm. But within that is a bell curve. You familiar with the old bell curve? Familiar with the bell curve. I mean, where there's no the even distribution or whatever. Yeah. That's one thing the IQ test as it is today does have going for it is that there is a pretty standard spread. It's not really like bottlenecking too hard in mm-hmm. one way or another. Um, so just to give you a breakdown of what's a good or a bad score mm-hmm. for the IQ test. 90 to 110, so like a little bit below 100 to a little bit above 100. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is also known as 90 to 110. <laughs> that's, your, that's your Joe Schmo. That's, that's your dudes. Your Joe Schmo, that's, that's your, your peeps. Guys. That's just that's just humans. Yeah. Uh, throw a rock, you're going to hit one of those people. Um, you get to 110 to 130-ish, mm-hmm. like 120 to 130. Bright folks. Yeah. Smarty pants, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're especially skilled in one area or another. 130 to like 140-ish. Whoa. Smart. That's borderline genius. Okay. They're getting there. They're pretty smart. Let's, just, let's, keep, let's keep those ones in mind. Um, and then... Why is that what you got? Yeah, around there. <laughs> 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 if you go to 140 and plus is genius level. Okay. Um, and keep in mind, too, that it's like 90% of people are like around that 100 range. Mm-hmm. Like most people are around 100 to 110. I'm not saying this to flop myself up. <laughs> and they are beneath me. It's what I'm <laughs> Um. So most people are around that range. It's not a ton of people above that 140 range. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like less than like 2% or yeah, less. Okay. And then you go the other way. And then um, below like 90 to 80 is like, eh, let's watch this. You, yeah. Let's keep an eye. Okay. Let's keep an eye on you. <laughs> uh, a little bit below that, that's mild disability. Uh, 50 to 69, moderate disability. Yeah. Uh, 20 to 49, severe disability. And this is not, hopefully, to mock anybody with a very low IQ. But below 20, it says profound disability. This is not your words. This is the words. This is the words of a diagnostic manual. Okay. So profound disability if you're below that. And that's, like, non-functioning for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, So IQ is an abbreviation of intelligence quotient. Okay. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and it was coined by the psychologist William Stern, uh, coming from the German term "Intelligence Quotient." Okay. Does that sound about? Does that sound German? A little bit. Intelligence Quotient. That's French. It didn't at all. But oh, oh boy. Um, and he came for a scoring method of intelligence tests at the University of Rohrclaw. Um, Rohrclaw. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Rohrclaw. Rohrclaw, brother. Um, and he wrote about it in his 1912 book. Uh, so from 1912, yeah, so it's old. It is pretty old. It's not a relatively new thing. It even dates back a little bit further than that, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, but the intelligence quotient in general measures four major areas: mm-hmm. spatial ability, so the ability to visualize manipulation of shapes; uh, mathematical ability, the ability to solve problems using logic. Mm-hmm. Language ability, uh, the ability to conclude, this could conclude the ability to complete sentences or recognize words when letters have been rearranged or removed. Whoa. Yeah, so take a few letters out. What is this? I don't know. Could be anything. Could be anything. Means you're dumb. Uh, and then memory ability, the ability to recall things presented either visually or 
orally. Um, so the IQ test is not something you can really study for, is mm-hmm. one thing to put out there. And it's best taken when you're not really studying or prepared for it, because it's supposed to just be your baseline. There's not yeah. supposed to be a ton of like frills around it. Seems like, just from what I hear already, it's just good. It's it, it just set up for people who are good at taking tests. It's for people who are good at taking tests, and it's yeah. for people who have this like very... Like tests. Yeah, yeah, because what the IQ is actually testing, what we'll learn, is that it's not necessarily going to be like a history exam where there are right or wrong answers. Mm-hmm. It's your ability to pick up on patterns and use your own deductive reasoning skills yeah. to come to the most logical conclusion possible. And the quantity and quality of questions that you get right kind of determine your IQ. Mm-hmm. So some tests use timers on that. Some tests just, like, they'll have really easy questions in there and then have really hard questions in there. Mm-hmm. And But the easy questions are kind of masked as hard. It gives people this weird perception of the yeah. test that they're taking so that way they're not overthinking any one question, really. So early, early IQ testing came from old Francis Galton. Oh, what? Yeah, it rhymes with Dalton, but it's Galton. What? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> Uh, it My was, ears just perked up a little bit. This guy was Darwin, Charles Darwin's cousin, and <laughs> old Chuck Darwin. And he, my, my guy was a savage, man. Chucky D. Chucky D. <laughs> he was a mean guy. So he was like all about logic and principles yeah. and all this kind of Galton stuff. Galton was a bad guy. Galton was He's a bad mean. guy. Not bad, but mean. 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 Uh, just a quick side note. Apparently he did <laughs> took it, went out of his way in the mid-1800s to do a study on the power of prayer and deducted that it did nothing. Well, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our faith-based listeners. I believe that it provides some sort of catharsis to people. It's not so much about the healing power and miracles do work. Dalton quit laughing. <laughs> so, but his main thing was understanding if we can actually gain intelligence through genetic traits yeah. and he believed through darwin and natural selection that if you took somebody of a higher iq and another person of a higher iq that can only breed somebody with an equally high iq mm-hmm. which also gets into the pro- troublesome territory of what's called eugenics yes which is not bueno no bueno yeah to use the official <laughs> term not bueno and our guy galton actually coined the term eugenics hey so look at that guy <laughs> so what kind of stemmed from just seeing where people stood uh slowly turned a little bit more sinister when it came to adult populations Mm -hmm. but initially iq tests were um in their best form used to help uh judge where kids were at developmentally yeah so an iq was effectively a measurement of someone's mental age and where that put them on the scale for an example i saw in this one video crash course youtube channel uh, was that if a kid was six and he had a mental age of six, you take that fraction and you multiply it by 100, and that was your IQ, effectively. Mm-hmm. So mental age of six over actual age of six, that's one, times 100, you get 100. Then you get you know another kid who's maybe got a mental age of seven, put that over six, times that by 100, then they're, boom, like around 120 or something like that. So it starts to scale up. But you can see why that's a problem for adults, because then eventually, like, it starts to bottom out yeah. a little bit. Like, you're not – age stops to stops mattering <laughs> that much when, you, when you've stopped hitting developmental milestones. Yeah. So the test kind of changed over the course of several decades and kind of became way more culturally impactful. So Galton especially 
was doing stuff that was relatively like not related to someone's IQ, especially how we would test it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have really obscure questions like, "What does the meaning of Christmas mean for you?" And they would have to like write it down, like all these like really weird things that were clearly catered towards a certain class. And they actually used it as a case to sterilize people. Ah, yeah, isn't that messed up? That's not good. Yeah, apparently uh, in the early 1900s, this first wave of... Um, so Galton's kind of out of the picture at this point. He's, I like how close it is to my name. <laughs> yeah, so Dal- Dalton's kind of done. <laughs> um, but they used it for immigrant populations coming in. They would test fresh off the boat immigrants on their IQ. And if they didn't meet a certain intelligence quotient they weren't allowed to reproduce in the country that's crazy right and apparently california was the biggest offender of this and about 60 percent of all sterilizations came from california alone it's crazy it's insane california yeah (laughs) they they want to i guess i don't like it (laughs) i don't like you california get out of here sunshine state um and then they also used it in world <laughs> i thought florida was a sunshine state <laughs> there's that above average iq baby big apple baby <laughs> um but uh i'll skip ahead some of the history stuff so we all know eugenics is bad yeah it led to the nazis and led to what all world war Two was about and, mm-hmm. and amongst many other things which you are neutral on very neutral on should it have happened i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it just kind of turned more into pop science eventually. Yeah. Um IQ testing as we see it today is mainly known for two big things and that is it's still used for kids. It's still used to de- set developmental milestones, a version mm-hmm. of an IQ test, not the standard ones that someone might use. Um and then it's also just it's uh, honestly and if you wear your IQ on your sleeve, power to you. Cool. If you're a Mensa member or whatever, great. From all I can research, having a high IQ doesn't mean a hill of beans. Yeah, just a bragging right, I guess. Yeah, if you're already functioning as a human being, there's your fucking gold star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't really need the piece of paper that says you're a genius. Yeah. But that piece of paper can grant you entry into what's known as high IQ societies, of which prominently there's about nine the biggest one is mensa mm-hmm. and it has about one hundred and fifty thousand members globally and you what just is, what do they do uh just sit around and say that they're smart seriously i looked it up <laughs> they uh, it's a social club so yeah. it's it's I don't, I don't know maybe it's a form of eugenics but it's it's a way for people who are proud of this factor or maybe they identify as a genius yeah to hang out with other geniuses in an organized fashion Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't sound good. No, they're probably all just trying to outsmart each other. Uh, that or it's like, it's the only place I feel normal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everywhere I'm not challenged. Um, there's a ton of ways that you can break down how IQ works. Mm-hmm. Um, but one way that I really liked it was three major areas of intel- intelligence being analytical, creative, and practical. Yeah. So breaking it down is like, how can you actually analyze the situation how are you able to creatively think your way through it and how practical is that solution so when you take the combination of those three that gets you a smart person yeah for the most part for the most part so when you start to look at these tests a lot of them yeah they're going to be kind of weird but when i went through some of the ones online it really take a deep breath and just look at the question that's all you gotta Mm -hmm. do yeah and then it's kind of up to what you already got 
up in your old noggin to see if you can get through it. Um, so let's see what we got here. Got some fun facts for you. Hit me with it. It's got some scales about where people's general IQs land based on certain professions. Um, so for your, your MDs, your J, your lawyers, your, your doctors, they're falling on average around a 125. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. there's geniuses in that group, and there has to be for sure. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. No. You can do it. Um, college graduates, on average, around 112, 115. So a little bit above average. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of college, you're, you're trending just above the 100 range. And everything below that is kind of what you'd expect. Everything's kind of around that average range. Um, that's not to say there's not genius-level janitors. Mm-hmm. See Goodwill Hunting. See Goodwill Hunting. Come on. Come on. Just watch it. Watch Damon. Watch the Damon. Watch that mini. Solve a problem. <laughs> okay. Um, outside of that, there's some, like, really... It has, like, suggested professions based on IQ. Oh. This is from the Wikipedia article. I don't want to do that, but this is one that says, IQ at level 60, adults can harvest vegetables and repair furniture. God damn it, dude. IQ at 50, they can do domestic work. This is on Wiki- Wikipedia. Clean yourself up. Yeah. Get out of here. Now. What are you trying to do here? Um, I have here, uh, so the Stanford Binet test is the mm-hmm. most common IQ test known today. Is that the one you took? A version of it is what I took. Um, And I just want to give you some examples of what they, out of 30 categories, was part of the first test ever in 1905, I believe. These are a few of the fun categories that you had to do. Uh, Gap in weights. What? (laughs) So, like picking up like a 50-pound dumbbell and then picking up a 25-dumbbell and like guessing how big the weight difference was. Paper cutting. Verbal knowledge of pictures. Recognition of food. <laughs> uh, repetition of sentences of 15 words. I don't get it. Yeah, so basically these, those are the things that people would have to do to, to take the IQ test back in the early 1900s. So imagine if you're an immigrant and... I'm assuming you have some time to breathe before they pull you into the old IQ testing booth. You're not coming right out the boat. Like, oh, take my luggage. All right, now repeat after me. <laughs> <laughs> you get 15 words, same over and over again. How heavy is that box? <laughs> oh, God, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> to the sterilization chambers for you. It's fucked up. But, I mean, I'm assuming in the in the grand scheme of time, that's about how it must have felt like. They probably had just enough time to breathe, and then they're trucked off to these testing centers. That's crazy. I know. Um, so overall, here's my thoughts on IQ tests. Okay, hit me with it. They're a fun way to kind of tell about where you lie on average. Mm-hmm. But one thing to always keep in mind, like old Albert said, just because you're a genius American does not mean you're like a genius South African or something like that. There's different intelligences to put into it. Or just, yeah, I mean, just because you're really good at this, this like you took this test and did really well doesn't mean you're a genius in all aspects. Like Yeah, yeah. And there's talking. like... Oh my god! You don't know how. Like you might be great at this test, but you don't know how to go fix a fucking car. No, no. And like so, like maybe you're a genius. This going back to how we began this, what I was was probably trying to say. Like you might be a genius mechanic, Mm -hmm. but you can't do brain surgery, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're thinking of any sort of superiority based on this test, um, get off it. Get off of it. That said, I did score a one thirty. Hey, look at you. Uh, it's, uh, 130 and then I scored a 127 Okay And then two. I took a third test And once I got to the very end It said I had to pay 7 bucks 
So I figured that was a test, and I did not pay for it. So I'm guessing I'm a genius. <laughs> so you probably got a perfect score on that one. Uh, these are quick ones. I did Memorado uh, and FreeIQTest.net. Hmm. And then I did Quick IQ, which I believe does the Stanford Binet yeah. one. And uh, there were a lot of similar questions on all of them. Uh, I'm assuming... Can you give me like an example of a question? I can. So it'd be like... One minus one minus three minus seven. Oh, here's a better one. Be were, like, were these timed? Kind of. One had a timer on them. The other two didn't. But it'd be like one minus two minus eight minus three minus 14 minus four minus 28 minus five minus 100 minus what? And you'd have to like figure uh, out yeah. the pattern. So it's probably it's, it's yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to you yeah. just have to like diagnose the pattern and figure out what's going to be what. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, we're running short on time, Dalton. But that's all I got on IQ, and I have one last thing to finish it up with. Okay. Here is a sample IQ question. Okay. A true one. A true one. You ready for it? Yeah. We'll, we can do this in real time. I don't think it should take that long. Okay. Okay, Dalton. A bat and a ball cost one dollar and ten cents in total. Okay. The bat costs one dollar more than the ball. How much does the ball cost? Ten cents. Wait. Five okay. cents. There's a very good chance you guessed ten cents. The answer is actually a little less. A five cent ball plus a bat costing one oh five will set you back one ten. And of course, a one point oh five is yes. exactly one more expensive than five cents. That makes sense. <laughs> you want another question? That was pretty quick. <laughs> we can. Can I look at them? No. Okay. If Did it takes... You, were they read out loud to you? No. <laughs> but if you're coming right off the boat, I'm giving you the, the oral okay, verbal yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. All right. Welcome to Ellis Island. If, if it takes five machines, five minutes to make five widgets, how long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Uh, <laughs> five machines, five minutes... To make five widgets. Five widgets. So it would take 100. Then how many, how much, how long would it take 100 machines to make 100 widgets? Yeah. 100? What? It's five minutes. Your gut instinct might be to say 100 minutes. Fortunately, it wouldn't take quite so long. From the question we can term, determine, it takes exactly five minutes for one widget to one widget machine to make one widget. Therefore, it would take five minutes to make 100 widgets from 100 widget machines. <laughs> okay. Obviously. You're falling for every trap here, man. <laughs> I'm going to put you down in the 70s. All right. Do I have to keep doing these? We can do one last one. Let me read it. <laughs> you want to read it? All right. So it's number three. It's quite confusing. <laughs> Don't look at the answer. Oh, shit. Where's it at? Oh, this is the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Sorry, okay. technical problems here. In a lake, there is a patch of lily pads. Every day, the patch doubles in size. If it takes 48, if it takes 48 days for the patch to cover the entire lake, how long would it take for the patch to cover half the lake? Ooh, this is hard out loud. Yeah. Um... He's calculating. He's trying to get... Back to that hundred. Uh, this is from threequestioniqtest.com. Threequestioniqtest.com. I think so. That's what it's from. Pay attention to the question now, Dalton. Don't cheat. There's I'm answers not, right I'm beneath not. it. This is right. I know. I'm, I'm keeping them entertained. This is an audio podcast. Keep going. <laughs> He's calculating. 
I can see the red glint from the microphone. <laughs> Is this hurting you? <laughs> Do you need to go in another room? <laughs> I'm just trying to reread the question as I listen to you. <laughs> Tune me out. They used to do this on Ellis Island all the time. He doesn't even know the answer. I can't believe it. We're letting him into the country? 12? What's it say? Wait. 47. Ah, uh, yeah. okay, 47. Well, you heard it here first. Don has a zero IQ. Zero, I don't have any. <laughs> I'm the dumbest. No, that was, I just Googled right before we got here, uh, quickest iq test and that that was on there i got a zero he got a zero i'm the dumbest boy in school all right guys uh hopefully that was informative it was a lot to go over for just a short 20 minute clip but hopefully Mm -hmm. you got something out of that uh dalton i'm going to yield the floor over to you for personality thank you all right personality testing whoa sure most of our listeners have done it um there's there's a ton of them they're just endless uh, there's a lot there's a lot for like work there's like a ton you probably did in school like the classics like a b c d type personalities uh-huh. all that kind of stuff i focused on what i thought were the three most popular right now okay which is the myers-briggs mm-hmm. people love uh, that the enneagram is that like when the singer enya sings you a song yes i'll explain it more and then love languages Oh, you love those love languages. Love languages is a fun one. Yeah. I like it. I think it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, But the test is also super easy. Like, it's just, it's very obvious which one you're getting when you're picking the question. My love language is is getting smothered. Yeah? Physically with a pillow. Physically with a pillow. Just put it, I like waking up with a nice pillow on my head. All right, we're going to start out with Myers-Briggs. Okay. Uh, It's constructed by Catherine and her daughter, Isabel Briggs-Myers. Uh, Catherine's name was just Briggs. I don't know where the Myers came from on Isabel. Maybe the husband? Maybe the husband. I would assume so. Maybe they hired... But I thought maybe she like, later on got married and then kept the Briggs. But then she would have had a daughter out of wedlock, Dalton. What are you talking about? Didn't you say it was her and her daughter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, her... Like, the mom, the mom got the name Briggs from the dad. Yeah. And then later on, Isabel was an adult. And got married and kept Briggs, but like became Myers Briggs. Yeah, Briggs Myers. Oh, you know, or and maybe that, I, I would. You gotta assume that they worked on it when Isabel was an adult and not a child. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I just piece that one together. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it was like mom and daughter, like crack duo. <laughs> nope, <laughs> she was an adult. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's based on the conceptual theory proposed by Carl Jung, which mm. poses the idea that humans um, poses the idea that oh, humans uh, view the world using the <laughs> principles. I'm oh, sorry, I, I typed this all wrong. Your IQ showing. Humans, uh, you just didn't. You just thought a child came up with Myers Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not smart. My one thirty is we're not real. Dumb. Uh, view the world using the principles principles of sensation, intuition, feeling, and thinking. Okay. Uh, they began constructing the indicator during World War II. Uh, the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator Handbook was published in 1944, and the indica- indicator changed its name to the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator in 1956. So it's been around for a while. Mm. It's not a new thing. Hmm. Um, I'm going to break down... The categories are, I guess you would call them the ty- the types. Yeah, yeah. The the options for there's four there's four things that you are. 
Yeah. And they each have one or, one or the other. So the first is extroversion or introversion. Uh, the extroverted type learns best by talking and interacting with others. By interacting with the physical wor- world, extroverts can process and make sense of new information. Hmm. The extroverted type prefers quick reflection and privacy. Information processing occurs for extroverts as they explore ideas and concepts internally. Hmm. Yeah. I get both of those. You get both of them? Mm. I think you're a little both? I'm an extroverted introvert. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, sensing or intuition? Whoa. Sensing types are good at detailed things. Intuitive types are good at abstract things. Uh, Sensing types might enjoy a learning environment in which the material is presented in a detailed and sequential manner. And sensing types often attend to what is occurring in the present and can move to the abstract after they have established a concrete experience. Hmm. Um, Intuitive types might... ah, Sorry. Whenever you you use Google Docs on your phone, you're trying it to goes scroll dim. through. It no no no. It uh it like jump like if you touch it for like a mm. second too long, it jumps right to editing and that messes it all up. Oh. Uh, Intuitive types per- might prefer a learning atmosphere in which an uh, an emphasis is placed on meaning and associations. Insight is valued higher than careful observation, and pattern recognition occurs naturally for intuitive types. Oh, they do good at the uh, IQ test. They would. They would. Brainiacs. Um, uh, then thinking and feeling is next. Thinking types does uh, thinking types desire objective truth and logical principles and are natural at deductive reasoning. Feeling types place an emphasis on issues and causes that can be personalized while they consider other people's motives. Hmm. And then last is judging and perceiving. Ooh. Judging types tend to have a structured way or theory to approach the world. Perceiving types tend to be uh, unstructured and keep options open. Judging types will always try to make accommodations between new information and their structured world, which might be the only change with discretion. Well, which might only be changed with discretion. (laughs) Uh, Perceiving types will be more willing to change without having a prior structured world. Got it. And then, so next... uh, I just I was gonna I, I I just gonna talk about mine and then I was gonna guess what you were. oh got it and then yeah. maybe next week you'll take it by next week and then you'll be able to actually say what yeah you good good note for the podcast listeners uh, so so to executive producer Drew's email mm-hmm. beginning of next week's episode Dalton will have taken the IQ test that I took yeah. and I will take what he took for these tests and we'll discuss it next week yeah so my Myers Briggs is ENTP. So that is uh, extroverted, intuition, thinking, and perceiving. If you followed along with the the categories. Yes. Uh, And that's known as the debater. Oh. Yes. So some of my strengths are knowledgeable, quick thinkers, charismatic, energetic, and original. Some of my weaknesses are argumentative, insensitive, difficulty focusing, and dislike practical matters. Hey, they got you to a T, buddy. They got me to a T. <laughs> uh, so here's a, a, a quote to describe. A, Is yeah, this from 16personalities.com? Uh, it's like a few, a bunch of different ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but here's a quote to describe a little bit of ENTPs. Oh, I saw I'm, a, I'm part of, it's like 2 to 4% of the U.S. population is ENTPs. I'm mm. one of the, like, the lower end that's like the smaller 
the smaller of the personalities. So you heck a special. I think the higher ones, like the the higher percentage, it's not too big of a difference, but the higher percentage ones range from like eight to ten percent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so an odd juxtaposition arises with ENTPs as they are uncompromisingly honest, but will tire well will argue tirelessly for something that they don't actually believe in, stepping into <laughs> others' shoes to argue a truth from others' perspectives. That's pretty true. Yeah. That's a good one for you. Some uh, some famous ENTPs, uh, John Stewart, Teddy Roosevelt, Steve Wozniak, Robin Williams, Larry David, and Martin Scorsese. Oh. I'm guessing that a lot of these might not be true. They're, I'm, I think they're guessing. Yeah, they're guessing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely guessing. Um, well, obviously with like, eh, well, I guess it was, a, I don't know. I mean, Teddy Roosevelt did not take the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. With <laughs> um, some of them, it could be true. Some of them. I'll take. Guessing. Yeah. Uh, so my guess for you, um, it, it might not be right. I don't know a, a ton about these. I think I would know better if I went through and yeah. read like each of them. I could pretty clearly guess that you're extroverted. Yeah, um, that's probably true. So that narrowed it down a little bit, but I went for I, I guessed ESFP. It's uh, called the performer. Yeah. Oh. Uh, some of the some of the strengths are showmanship, observant, practical, excellent people skills, and then some of the weaknesses are sensitive, easily bored, uh, poor long term planners, and conflict adverse. Uh, conflict adverse. Yeah. Oh, potentially. I don't. I think that. I mean, everybody has like scales to these like, weaknesses yeah. and stuff. Um, but that was my guess for you. We'll yeah. see how close I was on on the letters. Well, I actually know mine. Oh, you do? Yeah, I'm ENFP. But it changes. Sometimes. It does. It When's does. When's the last change. time you took it? Because I was it took about a year ago. Oh, okay. Then you're you're probably right. I'm the campaign. So I was one off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're only one off. Mine's uh, what you call it? Fiercely independent. Much more stability. Or- uh, much more than stability and security, they crave creativity and freedom. Oh. Yeah, I got a little spark of madness in me. Spark of madness. I'm a spark of madness. <laughs> just like Will Smith, it says. <laughs> that guy's crazy. Just like Will Smith. Just like Will Smith. Um, Probably on a different website. But yeah, no, I'll take it again, though. I want to take it again and see what yeah. it says. Because uh, awesome. I know mine changed throughout throughout the years. Yeah, mine, does. mine yeah. has definitely changed in a lot of ways. I'm a lot less. I used to be... My, my personality test used to come up way more... Like hard assy in like college and stuff. Really? And more, like, more like more like I believe in logic. So ESFP was mine in high school, and then it changed to ENT. Mine's a little. I'm a little bit more like. So my, I, I guess I became more intuitive, and I, I've stopped feeling. <laughs> you stopped feeling. I think I felt more. I'm, more, oh, I'm a lot man. more empathetic than I, mean, I used to be. Not me, man. I'm fucked dead inside. Uh, I feel for all. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> all right, keep on going. I don't want to derail you too much. Um. But that's all I have for Myers-Briggs. Okay. I think people know a lot about it. Uh, so next is the Enneagram. And I, it's hard to, like, I kind of just have to read off the paper for these. I wish I had, like, a better way to describe them, it's okay. but it's hard. I think people get um, it. A model of human psych, which is principally understood and taught as a typology of nine interconnected personality types. Although the origins and history of many of the ideas and theories associated with the Enneagram of personalities are a matter of dispute, uh, contemporary Enneagram's claim, contempo, contemporary Enneagram claims are principally derived from the teachings of Oscar Ichizu and Claudio Naranjo. Naranjo's okay. theories were partly influenced by some earlier teachings of George Grudjeff. You nail on these names. Grudjeff. <laughs> they put a lot of letters in that yeah, name. Sure did. So there's, it's like a, it's a circle, 
it looks like kind of like a clock, but it only goes to nine. And then uh, your personality is broken down by like type one, type two, type three. And then you can have a wing that goes off of it. So you could be uh, like a type one with like a two wing or something like that. And it, it, it gives like subcategories for your, your base or your normal one. Mm-hmm. So um, the, the types are type one is called the reformer or the perfectionist. Type two is the helper or the giver. Type three is the achiever or performer. Type four is individ- individualist or romantic. Uh, type five is the investigator or the observer. Type six is the loyalist or the loyal skeptic. Hmm. Type seven is the enthusiast or the epicure. <laughs> type eight is the challenger or the protector. Type nine is the peacekeeper or the mediator. Got it. Um, there's a... It's hard. It's a lot more complicated than than the Myers Briggs is. But if you take it, you pretty much end up with like a similar personality breakdown that you would get. Yeah, yeah. The, it's just a different name and a different kind of thing. So my type is a Type Eight with a seven wing. It's mm. called the Maverick. Hey, and it, just, it really is just about the same exact thing as my Myers Briggs. Like it just it gives like, but it gives like stages. So it'll give like one through eight uh-huh. of those numbers, and it'll be like the most mild version of it and the most insane version of this person. And my type eight was like, <laughs> or not my type eight, but my level eight. I think I was around like a like a five or a six uh-huh. in this scale. Uh, the 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 most extreme version of this was like sociopathic and psychopathic tendencies very often like a serial killer (laughs) 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 like does not feel empathy jesus dude does not know what's you're one step away from a fucking psychopath i know i think there's like a a few things that could have gone that could have happened to me in life that might have turned me into a fucking psychopath i don't know what it is i mean like what (laughs) (laughs) we could probably have a full podcast about that What is wrong with me, guys? <laughs> That's wild. You know what's funny? That's, I've but, had I've had a similar thing happen where it's like they gave like a, a, a different personality test I took a couple years ago. It rated, it somehow gave you an evaluation of like your politeness and yeah. your empathy. Wait, I've yeah, I, I I remember this. Yeah, I ranked in the ninety eighth percentile in empathy. And the bottom two percentile of politeness. <laughs> Wait, I remember this. I don't remember what this was though. I don't really either. I just yeah, remember taking I took this it. as well. But I like I was like, oh, it, basically the breakdown says like you understand how everyone are feeling in a room. You don't know how to explain it, <laughs> <laughs> and you do a bad job of it. Um, yeah, but I think it it, it goes that extreme with like everybody's mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm sure that there's ones that are like... It's a sliding scale. So it was like yeah. all 50-50. So if like you're super empathetic, then it's going to like scale your politeness down, I think. No, no, no. I meant like with the Enneagram stuff. Oh, yeah, So yeah, it, yeah. it does that with every personality. It gives you like the the wor- very worst version of Well, that's yourself. also a good thing to know about Myers-Briggs too. It's like just because you're uh, an extrovert doesn't mean you don't have introverted tendencies. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. needs to like sit and fucking it's all chill for a second. Yeah. Uh, so that's all I really got for Enneagram. It okay. was, it's super complicated, man. Yeah, I that one like, seems. Involved. I was reading a lot about it, and it was just like they were going like, out of their way to make it complicated <laughs> to explain what it is. It's just a personality. Just to find your psych degree down, over there. Just broken down in different ways. Um, so last is love language. Ooh, you love them love. I'll go languages. through it quickly because I think we're running out of time. Ah, you got like five minutes. 
so Love Languages was originally a book. Uh-huh. Uh, it was written by Gary Chapman in 1995. It has been on the New York bestseller list since 2009 and had an updated version released in 2015. Uh, it outlines five ways to express and experience love that Chapman calls love languages. Hmm. They are receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, and acts, uh, acts of service, and physical touch. Uh, examples are given from his counseling practice as well as questions to help determine one's own love language. Uh, Chapman claim, uh, Chapman's book claims that the list of five love languages is exhaustive. According to this theory, each person has one primary and one secondary love language. Oh. So it is a book. If you're interested in this, check it out. I think it's fun. It, it is it, fun. It's very obvious. Like You're not learning anything you don't know. Yeah, um, yeah it's probably why it's like, like fun never, read. You've never been loved or felt love. Yeah. Ever. You also probably, anyone. like, if you're already in a relationship, you probably have a good hunch of what the other person's is. Yeah, it's easy to figure out. Um, so it goes on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, obviously, like, your 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 bigger two are going to be probably in the double Skewing digits. Skewing up high. Yeah. Uh, so mine is physical touch. I got an 11. Whoa. Quality time, I got a 10. Words of affirmation, a 6. Acts of service, 3. And gift giving, zero. Keep your gifts to yourself. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and hold on to that one. Go ahead and hold on to your gifts. I don't fucking want them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take that one. I'm curious to see what mine's going to be. Uh, I don't know. I think that you, your words of affirmation for you would be high. It is. Okay. I think your main two would be words of affirmation and quality time. I like those two. And two. then probably physical touch and then acts of service and then gift giving. Yeah. But I started thinking about gift giving. Because like I, I used to be like, I don't like gifts. But, hey, if you talk to me for a little while, you're getting a little doodle. I know. that. that well, so that's like a – so what's weird about it is the questions break down. Like, that's the stuff is always nice. – I like getting gifts. Yeah. Um, it's just like it breaks it down into the sense of like, would you rather get to spend like a day with somebody you love or – just get a gift from them yeah. and like, it's like you know like five years old yeah you want a playstation 4 or they're very like uh i'm sure that it breaks it down there's yeah, probably better questions in the actual book i took like all these tests are like off-brand tests because yeah i don't want to i'm not gonna actually pay get for a code them. for a book or whatever yeah, yeah, i'm not gonna pay for it um but but yeah it's like it's it's pretty basic and easy like I, yeah i always rather if i can just be hanging out with somebody than just get a gift from them like, yeah, getting a gift isn't that great to all you ladies out there if you want to hang out with don hang out with them and give them a little little touching here and there <laughs> give me that little touch you know he wants a little that touch, little touch. That one's a little touch. Yeah. for me just tell me you like me <laughs> <laughs> tell me how smart and handsome yeah, i am well, i'm a good little smart boy oh actually you want to really get it logan just tell him how funny he is. Oh. <laughs> then you're just oh you're getting them juice don't do it too much though don't do it too much because then you can't get a big old head then i lose respect <laughs> oh well now we're diving into some some past uh is that all you got that's all I got. Hey, look at that. I, I aim to fill up that 20 minutes, baby. No, you know what I got to say? You know what we should do? What? Let's give ourselves a little round of applause. We're back to homework. Back to homework. We're back to the point of this podcast. We dusted it off, I'd say, and we're about to get into grades. Mm-hmm. Classic app. Classic app. Not in the terms that this is going to make the essentials list. In no. terms of, this is, your, this is your classic homework with friends. This is about as basic as it gets. This is about what we got. So, yeah. guys, if you don't know... We used to grade each other on a more involved scale. 
Uh, yeah. We switch it up for old sophomore year, I guess, if this is semester four total. This is semester four. We're not doing that. We're going to just gut feelings on the grades. So uh, we're going to get to that right now, immediately, in no time or break at all. Like we said, time for grades. Time for grades. We're back at it. Uh, I'll go first. I'm head of the class. Okay. And uh, the current genius of the room. Genius of the room. Dalton, for your homework, mm-hmm. I'm going to get you Yes, right where you want to be. Where am I at? A cool 87. Oh, wow. I'm a generous grader, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a, guessing I'm the dunce. <laughs> well, uh, not by much. I didn't think I was m- expecting worse. I was expecting to be the dunce. Well, so what I was thinking, well, maybe, sure. Yeah. I mean, we make these up anyway. Yeah. Um, I, hey, I'll defend. We usually do not know the grades going into this point. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say. No one's saying we do, but whatever. Uh, reasonings. As I was hearing the homework back, I mean, there, I don't really know other routes I would have done with it. Yeah. It's not like we can take a personality test live and have somebody interpret it for you. Yeah. Uh, you did the tests. You did some research into them. General enthusiasm was high on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guessed mine on stuff, which was a good take on it for the co-host dynamic. Yeah. Um, I was pleased. Pleased as a peach with it. Hey, all right. Yeah, you didn't go the typical route like I even did with IQ of going down the full history. You mm-hmm. just dove right in it, and that's an 87 right there. Hey. That's thanks. a high B. Uh, well, I gave you an 85. Whoa! I was expecting to get like an 82 or something. I was about to give you an 85. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was solid. It was yeah. like what I expected. Um, I guess I don't know if I... I think you sometimes you trap yourself. I just expect a little bit more. Oh, <laughs> and then when yeah. you get like normal homework, it's like... Oh, it's just that it was just your homework. Man, I don't know how to please you. <laughs> if I do too much, it's expected. You gotta find the middle ground, man. And I gotta really blow you away. You gotta find the middle ground. God damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the middle ground is an eighty five, I think. Yeah, still. the world should be glad uh, or uh, 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 a lot of children should be glad I didn't go the route of being a teacher. <laughs> oh yeah. I, <laughs> I would have sucked. Yeah, you trying too hard? Nah, it's a C. That's a C. You don't try enough? Nah, it's a C. <laughs> <laughs> You're All getting right. a C. Well, I guess that means I'm the big old dummy dunce. You're the dunce. Dunce, dunce, dunce. And I'm the head of the class. <laughs> We're not doing the music for it anymore. That's what I mean. Yeah. Dropping it, guys, you don't understand. When we edit this, dropping that music in, it's just a little pain in the butt. <laughs> and I don't think you guys like it as no, much as it, it is. No, do anything. As much as it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, so, hey, congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Good to well be back done. on top. And that brings us to the very last section. And uh, what a way to start semester four of homework with friends mm-hmm. but now we're gonna go into homework for next week yes head of the class you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, go yeah, yeah yeah um i think this is an idea i had a while ago but then i also think that Superfan robbie sent it in yeah as an idea and i just kept putting it off because i i think we're diving into both these homeworks going to be a little visual so we're going to need mm-hmm. you guys to go if you if you listen to the app it's still going to be informational and great but uh you're probably going to need to go to social media to check out what we actually made yeah um but the your homework is going to be to make up a board game or some type of any game in general i guess it could be a card game like a new card game if you wanted to do that yeah. or something like that but make up a board game and then maybe we could play if it's easy we could play a little bit of it during on the and pod you can tell me about your process and then if you wanted to give like 
just the smallest blurb of information about board games and stuff you could absolutely like two to three minutes 20 to, minutes to give, on board games got it <laughs> <laughs> to give you to give you some at least a little bit of like direction yeah for That's, sure yeah yeah not a ton i don't want to hear about board games that hey much. sounds like fun to me yeah and then, hey if it's good we'll launch kickstarter kickstarter that's a new thing <laughs> all right donald for you once again like we said it's another visual one mm-hmm. but what i want from you yes is the ancient art form of origami origami that ooh. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh my last name is lee yeah so related yes um <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> so uh for that i would like you to give me a little bit of the history of origami mm-hmm. uh but more importantly origami the art of folding paper you should be able to find some paper and fold yes. some for yeah. yourself I, I have a whole bunch of paper so for homework for next week i'd like you to make 1000 paper crayons <laughs> <laughs> no I, 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 what I would, would you do if i came back with a thousand paper cranes i'd say make a wish buddy <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so do do some origami i'm more fascinated in that aspect of it mm-hmm. um i think this definitely might be a homework to uh at least learn about the origami early on and then do some maybe throughout the week because maybe so, it's meditative everything day of everything day of <laughs> running that back hey if i create a working board game in a day that's impressive and it's most likely what's gonna happen it's, well you are a functioning genius i am a genius sorry and i'm borderline borderline genius borderline genius borderline genius logan Lukacs. yeah verified that's why, so, that's why you're so bored all the time Ver- i know i'm like oh come i'm too on. fucking smart i'm so always bored just like the personality test you said i'm so always bored man because yeah. everything's so dumb for me <laughs> and everybody i talk to is so fucking and stupid. you're walking around going like oh la-di-da look oh. I'm, I'm i'm an idiot i have a zero iq i'm walking around going look at the colors yeah. and the moon like, and, uh, like, why's like, the moon out there in the day i don't get it yeah it's called the sun idiot um, oh <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> yeah, and with that, you just got it, listeners. That takes us to the end of Homework with Friends. Yeah, cue the music. <laughs> Connect with us at HomeworkPod on Twitter. Uh, homeworkwithfriends at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> Lake Street Studios Instagram. <laughs> just look in the bio for the merch. Uh, our own, here, how about this? Our own personal ones are better. Uh, I'm Dalton Gene Lee for um, Instagram. I'm Logan under, Logan's sketchbook. <laughs> Logan's underscore sketchbook. I think. This underscore spelled out. No. <laughs> Look up Logan's sketchbook. I'm pretty sure I pop up. I'm on Instagram. That's where I post some of my stuff. Yeah. And uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. As always, do your homework. Bye.